Hey everyone, welcome back to the Beyond the Arc podcast. Once again, I'm here with Yash and Gavin. How are you guys doing today? I'm doing great, Matt. Thanks for having us. I'm so unenthusiastic. I'm just try not to breathe too hard into my mic, otherwise it'll create a disturbance. So, <laughs> all right, uh, we're doing a little bit of a NBA draft episode today. You know, so we had to have on our resident draft expert at Beyond the Arc, Gavin O'Leary. We'll get right into it. The three players we're going to talk about are Jarese Walker. Brandon Miller, and Keontae George. We can start with Drace Walker. Yeah, Drace Walker, uh, widely considered one of the highest recruits coming out of um, IMG, committed to the Houston. Uh, Houston has been a top 10 team in the country so far this year, and Drace Walker is a, a big part of that. He's big body, really athletic, forward, front court player. I think the thing that sticks out the most about Drace Walker when you watch him play is his, just his athleticism. I think there's, you know, you talk about NBA level of athleticism when you talk about a lot of guys that are potential draft picks and Drace Walker is definitely the epitome of NBA level athleticism and his, and just the way his body is built, you know, he's really suited for a, um, a role in the NBA on both ends of the, and we can, we can dive into a little more of what the nuances of his offensive and defensive game later, but just starting with what he, you know, what he's accomplished in high school and to his time in Houston now has been remarkable. Jairus is, is intriguing for sure. The athleticism definitely is what pops out on the page as well as his motor, which he uses to make good use of that athletic ability. His role in Houston has been a bit atypical compared to other top prospects. He's more in sort of like the backseat offensively. He's usually playing the four spotting up on the perimeter. That's actually his most highly used play type, according to Synergy. But when he gets the opportunity to be involved, he's able to really show out and uh, be effective offensively. Uh, there's role man, attacking off the catch, playing in the dunker spot. There are a variety of different ways to be used, for him to be used, and that's really the name of the game with him, versatility. Yeah, I just like his variety of, of skills that he has. Um, there, there, I mean, he doesn't necessarily excel, I would say, in one area, but, you know, he can shoot the ball like reasonably well. His mechanics look good. Passing-wise, he's shown he can make reads on the move, reads like outside of the offense, not necessarily just stuff that's kind of like drawn up and kind of executes that. His ball handling at that size is definitely a plus two, and then also just defensive versatility. He's able to kind of rotate on the back line at the same time he can move on the perimeter. And just like for him moving forward, it's about those skills coming to fruition like all together. Currently, like right now, on, on this Houston team, he is a bit more skilled. At least that's what it seems like. He does take a backseat at times. But one of the games I, I did watch was against Cincinnati. And that game, he kind of popped scoring-wise. So at first, he kind of started off, you know, rolling, hitting some catch-and-shoot shots, attacking closeouts, drives, things like that. But then as the game wore on, Houston kind of just needed a little more scoring. So Walker had a couple more isolation touches that game. Like, he might have mid-post, face-up, jab-step, drive, one-dribble, pull-up, that type of stuff. And that's that type of that area of his game is probably like what's going to determine his outcome in the NBA. Like I, I'm pretty sure, at least for me, he's going to be an NBA player, like 100. percent Like he's definitely be, I think, like a high level, high level role player at the very least. Like that's like honestly like his floor to me in a way. Probably he's definitely going to be a starter. It's just a matter if he can hit that star upside because he's going to be able to stay on the floor defensively. It's just a matter of can he be someone? Can he be someone like? offense can play through and some lineups just with with how dynamic of a score he can be or just using athleticism to get to the basket and create i think offensively 
he really like all of his like you were saying there Matt like his skills really come together to work in conjunction with each other really well his shot has been coming along I think he's shooting like 36 percent on the year if you watch some of his tape from non-conference before before Houston started playing in their against you know their conference opponents he looks a lot more confident shooting those spot-up shots like when the ball gets swung to him it's going up a lot faster which is great to see and also, though, when teams do start respecting his shot, he's able to drive closeouts really well. And using his athleticism, he gets to a little kind of runner game. It's not, it's not hitting at a, a superb clip. Like, I don't think that's really something he's going to be able to lean on. But he's shown flashes of that as that continues to develop. And also as his third, you know, option, like if he, he drives the closeout, he has a really good feel as a passer. I mean, I know Matt mentioned that. I really see him short roll situation. Like kind of what we saw like with Jalen Duran last year and his role at Memphis, being able to distribute from the nail and be able to play that kind of role as a big. Um, I definitely see that for Walker. And so, you know, all three of those things being able to to counter any way an NBA defense will play him, whether they're going to shrink the floor, not give him anything after he drives that closeout, and he's able to distribute out to the corners. I think that's that really – sets him up well for as a half-court offensive player like that that just gives him a lot of versatility to whatever system or role he's put into yeah i agree with that i think like you guys mentioned he's a really high field talent and i think that's what really will make him a contributor at the nba level the second he steps onto the floor and then those swing skills if they go in his way will project his ceiling moving forward but the area where i'm really excited about jaris's his defensive abilities Again, the athleticism that we he talked that we talked about, uh, he really puts that to use on the defensive end. So, sort of similarly to how he is used offensively, he's on the perimeter defensively, usually as a helper roaming off the, the corner guys, and he uses that explosive athleticism, the length as a secondary rim protector, really making things tough on opponents, uh, helping in on drives, to tagging the roller, and he's really able to make an impact on that front. And even when teams try to make him defend. You know, get him onto a guard on a switch. He's really able to move his feet. He's pretty nimble despite his his large frame. I think already he's he's shown at the college level that he can defend many of the the top wings, uh, maybe even some guards at that level, and uh, really switch up and down. What do you guys think about his defensive ceiling and would be on that end? The way I think about it is, is this guy someone you can build your defense around? And I don't know if I see that from Walker. He's gonna be a, a positive contributor on that end without a doubt. Is just like, is he going to be like a Jaron Jackson level defender that's going to completely like alter how a game is played? And I don't really see that. I see him more towards like the cog in a machine type of spot defensively. I watched a few of his games and his defense to me, it's popped a bit, but it isn't, wasn't something like super like eye grabbing where it's like, oh my God, this guy's going to be like an all NBA level defender. And maybe even like a step, a step below that. I don't, I'm not sure if he's going to hit that type of level. I think setting the bar for him as a defender at Jaron Jackson is pretty lofty goals. Any team would be happy with that level of accomplishment from a draft pick. I agree. I don't think he's going to be that level, but just be, based on his pure athleticism, you've seen the the strength he uses in the post offensively and how he can get to his spot. I think a lot of that translates defensively. He's not going to get picked on by bigger wings if he, if they or if they need him to guard up. He's physical enough. I don't think he pops defensively, but I didn't see anything like, wow, that's going to be concerning at, for him as an overall prospect that he can't do this or he can't do that. He's, very, he's a very capable defender. Yeah, I mean, he, he definitely can play both like 
be a perimeter defender in at times, like on a switch, but that's different than being like a point of attack guy. He's not a guy that's gonna be going around screens and like fighting over the top, stuff like that. He's just a bigger guy. Like his build isn't really suited for that. At the same time, just like on the back line, like maybe you guys see this differently, but like I don't see him as like a huge, huge disruptor. Like maybe if he gets to that spot positionally, he can be just because he's so big and athletic, but I didn't really see him like processing wise, like completely altering how an offense had to attack. They were able to like put him in some binds in that game I watched where it's like, he's like the single side tag guy. His man's lifting, just the guy rolling. And he wasn't always able to like make that right read, you know, and just completely disrupt the off an offense when he's put in a tough situation like a lot of elite defenders can. At the same time though, he's 19 and like with draft stuff, it's so situation-based. Like your analysis could be completely right, but he goes just to the wrong situation or they develop him in a different way. They emphasize different skills and then now your analysis doesn't really come to fruition, but there's maybe a world where it does. Yeah, that's pretty interesting actually, because again, long basketball season, uh, and you know we're not watching every single game, but the defense was actually what popped out to be the most. I saw, sort of saw him as like a defense first guy that could also give you these skills offensively. I mean, I just didn't see him like exploding like all over the court. Like I didn't really see that like, explosiveness on defense, and also yeah. might have been just the game I was watching. I don't like, think he can ever be like the focal point of the defense, like you said. And I think like the tools also limit him in that front. But I think he can be like maybe your second or third best defender and and still be valuable in that regard. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads us into the point about what does his role look like on an NBA team, ideally on a contender. And so similar ideas, the defense where I, I don't know if he can be the focal point, the same, it's kind of the same thing with offense. Like, I don't know if he also could be like that sort of focal point, unless his like skill development in terms of his on-ball creation really, really hits. That's very possible. It can, it's just like, that's a harder thing to bet on, like really happening. Uh, I will say like in his advantage though, He's going to be able to get onto an NBA floor early. Of course, it also depends where he goes, but he's also a really good defender, can do a variety of things on the offensive end. So he's going to be able to get on the court and get that development time, which I think that's also a huge step. A coach, I think, is going to be able to trust him. He's a pretty like reliable player. He makes he likes pretty good decisions. He's not going to just completely mess up and make just some boneheaded plays. But yeah, going back to like what his role looks like, if we think about it in terms of the thing where you're a one, two, three, four, five option on defense, and then a one, two, three, four, five on offense, I see him close to like a two to three in on both ends. Yeah, I think like high end too. I think I'm more optimistic about his offensive ability. I think that when you put him in an offense, if you pair him with a really strong guard and you get him in situations where he can short roll, where he's be able to create in space, where he's able to make good decisions, utilize that decision-making that you mentioned and just make smart plays. I think that could be a really strong role for him. I think a lot of people point to the Scotty Barnes comparison when you look at Jurice Walker. I, I, there's similarities for sure, but Scotty's definitely more like on ball, working out of pick and rolls and being more the ball handler in that situation. But I think Jurace Walker can be, as the role man, if a team blitzes a guy or blitzes the primary guard and you give it to him, on the short roll, that's his bread and butter. I think that would be best case scenario for him. And even if you don't, you know, he can space away. He can make strong plays right there. I don't see a world where he's getting played off the floor or where he's hindering an offense. He's not going to be a ball stopper. I think he does everything at a high enough level that keeps him on the floor during a important crunch time or playoff game. I'm actually, interestingly, I might be lower on you guys on him offensively. I think he can be a really, I see him as like a three or a four on a really good team but a really high level one like he's i don't think he's ever going to be someone that's creating advantages unless there's some outlier development 
But again, I think he could be, as you guys hinted, someone that can play off of advantages at a high level. And you guys brought up the role man stuff, but I think even as a four, he can really make things happen. As long as the handle develops and the shot continues, I think that he's someone that can uniquely blend his size in playing big in post-ups, offensive rebounding, while also like playing small in the sense that he can operate on the perimeter, hit shots, that whole sort of deal. So I think on the topic of connectors, I envision him as being someone that can really blend an offense together as that third or fourth option. And defensively, I think that he can be maybe your second or third best defensive player, really excel in that kind of a role. I think the size is really what I'm excited about, the size and athleticism, what he could do as a help defender, protecting the basket. And that sort of like blends into the philosophy of teams putting bigger players now at the four and five uh, that can play big while also staying small and being versatile in a variety of coverages. So I think overall, like he'll be a high level starter, someone that could be maybe your third or fourth best player in a championship level team. What I realized this year, just like in the NBA, is players that can generate two on the ball consistently. That is the most valuable skill you can have, whether that be just like a variety of ways like you can score on offense. And I just, I don't see that pathway for Drace Walker. But also most players aren't going to have like that outcome. So it's not like even that like, huge of a knock. It's just like assessing where his ceiling is. He's not a guy that I think that's going to generate consistently two on the ball. But he's going to be that guy that gets the outlet on that two on the ball and make a really good play and punish teams that yep. way. And I think that's immensely valuable. And he's not going to get played off the floor defensively, even though I don't think he could be your fulcrum of your defense. The only thing, I just thought of this right now. To me, he sure. does feel a little stuck at the four spot. I don't know if he can go down to the three because sometimes out of the three, you're looking for a point of attack type of guy. And, you know, roster construction-wise, like, it might work out. Like, maybe they have a two who's a really good, I guess, like, screen navigator point of attack guy. But and I don't know if he can play the five. He's on the smaller side to play, like, a five spot if you're playing a team with a good big. Um, so I feel like he might be kind of stuck at the four. But I, I think the fours is also a good spot for him because he does a variety of things. And I think whoever you have your four kind of dictates the way you're going to play. And whatever team he's going to be on is going to like going to be able to play so versatile just because of what he can do and how many types of lineups and what kinds of roles he can fill. So I think he's going to be like a very high end role player, um, like start like definitely a starting level guy in my opinion. But you're also probably picking this guy maybe back half of the top ten, like around the six to eight range. I would yep. say, like, I think that's a fair, fair area to get him at. I think Joyce Walker is a really safe prospect, even though he may not be a high ceiling guy. And I think that's something that's really valuable and something that even looking at recent drafts is, may have been something that's overlooked. Like you think about Mikhail Bridges of the drafts, you know, guys that were undervalued maybe, but ended up being one of the best players in their class. You know, guys like that, like they may not be like number one like the, the first or second best player on your team, but can really be high-level contributors, those guys are still really valuable. And so I think six to eight range is, is fair for Jer for Jarris, and I think that doesn't take away from his abilities. We can move on to another forward slash wing player, Brandon Miller. First off, we have to mention the legal slash the ethical issues surrounding like Miller's actions recently. And I don't want to insinuate anything about him as a person. And I personally don't really know enough about the details, and I don't want to speculate on rumors. I want to talk about him as a player today. Gavin, you want to kind of give us a rundown on Brandon Miller, like what he brings? Another highly rated recruit from out of high school is from Tennessee. He's the highest projected prospect we're looking at today. He's a lock for the top five, if not the top three, after Wembanyana and Scoot. He's really everything you're looking for in a modern-day wing. 
we know some of the best wings in the game who have dominated so far this season and what do we see in the Jason Tatums of the world and and Jalen Browns and other guys like guys you know off ball or off the dribble creation three-point shooting and Brandon Miller checks all those boxes he's super athletic um, had a really great year at Alabama shooting shooting phenomenally well I mean every metric you look at catch and shoot off the dribble off screen shooting he's been able to do that all at a very proficient level he adds a lot of length that we'll get into a little bit but can translate on both ends of the floor and just as a true bucket getter i don't know like he the man puts up points he's getting a ball don't stop post at some point he he definitely will as ball don't stop discovers him close to the draft he will 100 percent be getting a post the 41 point outburst is just was just the latest example i mean that was some really impressive scoring ability so Definitely warranted of the top five projections thus far. He's just a nuclear shooter. He can get it off in a variety of ways. They've used him a bit at Alabama as like a back screener in Spain, like coming off that, he's good to go from there. Transition two, like transition threes, like really high level guy on that end. I will say the only thing is he's probably not like a movement shooter in terms of like a Duncan Robinson, that sort of like flying off a handoff because he does need to get his feet a little more set. He needs to be a little bit more squared up when he shoots, which that's a good thing. Like when he gets squared up, it's a very high percentage shot. And I don't honestly think like he needs to be like a Duncan Robinson. Like Duncan Robinson needs to do that because he needs to stay on the floor. Brandon Miller doesn't need to do that. He can also like attack off the dribble. That's kind of the part where people are a little bit more skeptical. Just like how much downhill juice can he get? He kind of reminds me a bit of like Chris Middleton a little bit. I don't know if you guys agree with that or not. Just because he doesn't create the most separation. And I know a lot of people talk about, like, oh, like, these high-end guys, he wants them to create a lot of separation. Like, Miller's probably, I don't think he'll be able to get to that point where he's always doing that. But I think just with his jump shooting and, like, he's tall, he's going to be able to shoot over a mismatch. Like, I think with on that kind of pathway, he's going to be able to draw extra defensive attention. And he's shown some, like, decent passing vision at times, just kind of, like, hitting slips and stuff like that to where I think he could develop that. Yeah, I think he's a shot maker first and foremost. So Chris Middleton is a good comparison. But you just think about what he can do at that size, shooting the ball, the possibilities that it opens up in terms of spacing. If he can play different positions. And really, that's where the question mark comes with me, with him. Just seeing his frame. He's someone that, obviously the height, and he's a great height and great length. But he has quite a slim frame for that size. And that's when you think about, you know, versatility. How many different schemes can he be used? I think that's a limiting factor for him. Again, I'm not someone that's big on biomechanics or whatever. I don't know how much muscle he can put on his frame or anything like that. But that is something that stood out to me just watching him. That has functional use in this game too. I think that can affect what he can be as a downhill creator, someone that can bully guys to the rim. Uh, but the shot making is definitely what pops out. But do you guys think that the strength stuff is any sort of concern or do you think that can be overcome? I honestly, what I liked about him, like as a driver, is that he's just a very aggressive attacker, like just a mentality standpoint. He's in a guy that's going to like shy away from contact, even though he is a bit more of a slim frame. Like he's going to try to drive, get into a guy's body. I really liked how he stays aggressive there, even though it doesn't always work out the best. At least he's like trying to like force it, you know, like he's, he's trying it. He's not just like settling for a jump shot and he's trying to get like downhill, like the way he can. He's just so big. And he has like really good touch. So even though he might not get all the way to the basket, like I think he's going to be like a reasonably good enough finisher, just like craft wise to where like, because there's no world where he's going to be like bodying someone and like going through their chest. Right. Like, that's just not his game, you know? 
He doesn't need to do that. He's going to have to develop other ways to get his shot off around the basket, whether it just be like touch shots, more skill shots, stuff like that. Of course, he's not kind of like easy access to the rim, just off like physical ability, but you're, you're asking that for the, about the wrong guy. Right. Okay. Yeah. I think that was, that was going to, I was going to segue kind of off of that. One of the bigger question marks at the beginning of the season in non-conference was kind of his ability to finish up the basket and he was struggling in that department. He's shooting 57% at the rim. So like a pretty good mark for a wing, but I mean, some of his caliber, you'd, it's a little, it's, it's a little shy of where you'd want it to be. But I agree with Matt. And I think the biggest thing for him is just adding kind of that finesse to his game at the basket because he's not going to, like you said, he's not going to be like post-rising dudes or going through their chest. He's I, a really good one-foot leaper, actually. He is. He has yeah. space. No, he can, yeah, he, if he gets a, a two-foot um, push-off in transition or whatever it may be, it's coming down on your head. But, like, you know, I think, like, using his body to protect his shot, protect his finishing, like, using his wingspan to protect the ball and finishing like that, like a little... Yeah, I'm doing like demonstrations. No one can see it, but like kind of going into the defender's body and it, being able to like flick it is gonna be is gonna be important for him. <laughs> that's what I support. do to you every. That's what I do to you every <laughs> time I drive to the rim. Just yeah, a little get in your no body and then no left. Oh my gosh! Here we go! Here we go! Someone roll the foot. You no, don't have no, an ACL. No oh, hey, it's wow. a meniscus. Thank oh, you. Meniscus. That that was crazy. That was crazy. He's probably gonna have to cut that out, but. <laughs> but no, Brandon Miller, I think, I think can be a good finisher at the basket. It's like you said, learning about so like learning how to use his length to, to his advantage if he's not going to be a guy who's playing super physical at the basket. My question though is like, uh, yeah, I agree. Like he can probably finish, but the thing with guys like him, skinny guys, like I, I project profile him to like Brandon Ingram, who Gavin brought up earlier. Like he's someone that had to add, you know, some muscle to his frame and he's actually uh, an underrated part of his game is how he's able to get to the basket. And that's what really, I feel, propelled him to that all-star level. So I think that just me personally, I don't know if Brandon Miller can be that, you know, a, a player of that caliber unless he develops that aspect of his game, like the ability to get to the basket. Um, and so like, that's where my concern for strength comes from. But in terms of like fitting next to other players, that's where you think about shooting and whatnot. And he's going to be a great fit in that regard from the second he steps onto the court. Yeah, honestly, I think Brandon Miller and Brandon Ingram are actually pretty different players in terms of skill set. Like Ingram coming out of college, like first couple of years in the NBA, like he was not a good shooter at all versus like Miller is already like an elite, elite shooter. Ingram has always been like a more of a kind of little sort of guy, even though he was like really, really skinny. He had that wiry strength where he's just going to work his way to the basket and kind of like extend around you. Like he was always like a really aggressive driver. Um, but I think Miller also is an aggressive driver. He just doesn't have that same like side to side sort of like wiggle i think brandon ingram did like i think brandon ingram like he's like a better, definitely a better ball handler i think he just has a knack for getting downhill miller doesn't really have that part he's way more comfortable just like shooting the ball but like i said i like his aggressiveness i also like how he he crashes the glass he, he'll stay active he's not just like one of those like soft shooters that's you know he's, he's gonna get his threes up he's not really gonna attack the glass but he'll attack the glass on off like the offensive glass he'll do some stuff there like kind of come crashing in so just like that, like that's kind of like a mentality, like energy thing. Um, just, that's a small little thing I also liked about his, his game. I mean, I know Matt mentioned it. I think one of my question marks is for how much on the ball stuff he gets. I, I mean, his assist rate is a little bit concerning. It's at 9.3 right now. 
which is, I mean, it's not bad, but it's just like the amount of, you can definitely, you could definitely see him being a ball stopper at the next level if he's going to start. He likes to dance with the guys, likes to kind of toy around out on the perimeter, which actually works pretty frequently because, you know, he has a pretty good handle for someone his size and uses that to get to the basket, as we were just mentioning. But I mean, going from Drace Walker to him, like there's a huge, just in my mind, obviously there's a huge drop off. Drop off, like you think Walker is like better? Oh, Walker is a, a way better passer than Brandon Miller in my oh, mind. Passer, okay. That's more like as a player. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm just talking like in that aspect of their game and like how we were just talking about Walker's passing. Like I don't see that near at all with Wa- Miller. Wait, going back to Walker, Wa- I just remember Walker's had some like pretty crazy passes, like super high field passes. I've seen like he, he can he can find teammates all across the court. Yeah, it's cr- he had one where he got a lob, I think. Um, yeah, and then he tips it down. He tips it. He tips it back to his teammate behind him. I was like, How did he did like, that a few. T- like he did that a few times. Yeah, like that's great. Like that's a really, really, really like. Good. I don't know. That, I I just remember that. Right. Yeah, now. we didn't we didn't get a chance to mention that, but like his IMG passing when he was playing with Keontae George at IMG was pretty ridiculous. Like he would just like no look like it looked like a ball's life mixtape. It was pretty, pretty <laughs> crazy. But with all that being said, like Brandon Miller doesn't pop like that in terms of his passing feel. But oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. If you're comparing these two guys, so like Walker kind of has that passing ability, but it's a little more of a question how he's always gonna generate an advantage um in order to access that passing. Whereas Miller, I think he might be able to draw that attention a little more just because, like, coming off a screen, like, he can shoot the ball, so, like, a big's going to have to step up a little more. Or, like, he's going to get more defensive attention, like, on the ball just because of his shooting, and I think he's an aggressive enough driver. But it's just, like, he did, Miller does get tunnel vision, though, when he's driving, and that's why you see that low assist rate. And I will say Alabama's offense, like, for a college offense, it's pretty well-spaced, I think, and pretty well-run. And the fact that he's, his assist numbers are a little bit lower means there might be a little bit of that tunnel vision going on, but... That's something he can also work through. We've seen so many players now kind of develop that passing as long as they continue to get those reps and see see those defenses. And I will say, like, NBA NBA defense and college defense is completely different. We're not, you know, it's still defense in the day. It's the same sport, but just with the defensive three-second rules and just, like, how schemes are usually are, like, NBA is way different. Like, those reads, I think, at the NBA level are a lot easier to see, in my opinion. So that's something that could be developed. But here's the shooting, and that's going to give always a really high floor. I think also the role he'll be using in the NBA will be different to what he's at Alabama. So things will definitely be easier for him. But another area I wanted to touch on with Brennan Miller, like, is see the length, the, the height. And you also think about the exciting prospects defensively. So, you know, this is something that I haven't watched too much of regarding Brennan Miller, like how good he is defensively. So I want, I want to ask you guys, like, what do you guys think of what he is right now defensively? Like, does he have any sort of potential? And, like, what can he be on that end? Let's compare it to Jairus Walker. Like, I think Walker is definitely be, like, a, a bigger, like, positive contributor on the defensive end. But they're both, like, in the, that similar tier. Of, I think they're both going to be good defenders and but more, like, cog-in-the-machine type of guy. He's just not really, like, going to be a game-changing defender, in my opinion. That's just something, like, really clicks for him um, out of nowhere. Maybe he can navigate some screens, but he's already on, like, the taller side, so it's pretty tough. And his, his hips are actually pretty stiff, and you kind of see that a bit on the offensive end. But that's also going to carry up to the defense. But he also fits like this modern sort of defensive schemes. Me and Yash always talk about this, but like shrinking the floor, playing in the gap, like having these like lengthy guys that can like prevent ball handlers from driving at the same time they can close out and run a guy off the line. Miller definitely fits that mold. And intensity wise, like he's there. Uh, he's not just like falling asleep on defense left and right. Competes on that end. 
So I think that he'll be another, you know, solid piece. But his main kind of draw is the, the offense for him. I'd project him more of a point of attack guy than Drace Walker in comparison oh, yeah. to that. I don't think yeah. 100%. I don't think that's I don't think that's a role he's gonna be like, you know, that's gonna be his primary assignment defensively, but I could definitely see that he's not gonna get caught up on screens. I think he can navigate screens pretty well and use his length to be um potential there. I also think with like the tenacity he plays with in the offensive end, you know, he I feel like there's some pot- untapped potential as a like weak side block guy, you know, being able to see both sides, see the corners, see the roll, and just make a play there. Do you guys want to get into what do you guys like see him as in terms of potential? Yeah, we can do that. Roll on an NBA team. If I'm using that mm-hmm. same like one through five on offense, one through five on defense, high end outcome, I can see him as like a two, like a sort of like a second option. He can be that number one guy, but ideally, probably the number two. On defense, you probably want him more like that three to four range. He's definitely not like will be the if he's the worst defender on your team. Like wow, you have a really good team. But if he's in like that three to four range, I think that's about like realistic for like a contending team if that's our criteria. I think if his ceiling hits, he can be really dynamic offensively. Maybe more. I don't think he can be a primary again because of my personal concerns with strength and how he can get downhill. But I think he can be a really effective secondary tertiary option offensively, defensively. Also, similar concerns I have regarding strength. I think when he first enters the league, he's going to be relegated to more of a helper role. I think just the NBA size and athleticism might take him back in the first couple of years. But as the game develops, as he develops his frame, I, I think that if he can, he, like with his tools and just how fluid he can move, he can really be effective as an on-ball defender, someone that can check wings and switch a little bit. So he can maybe be your like third, fourth best defender. And operate both on the team and on ball level. So overall, I, I see him as a complimentary player. Maybe if everything hits, clicks for him, I think he can be an all-star level player at his ceiling. I think it's a, actually a kind of a safe bet. Like, I would bet money that he would be an all-star at some point. I think he's going to get downhill, though. Like, that's that's still something. I, I, I agree with the mentality. Thing, I, I think he's going to surprise some teams, like, the way he's going to be able to do that, though. Just, like, okay. how aggressive he is. Might um, surprise me. Yeah, I think he's going to be able to do it. And also, there's just, like, ways you can manufacture that, like, just getting guys on the move. Like, you can run some, like, certain actions, like, like blind pig, like, throw it to the pinch post guy and, like, have him split off that. Like, that's a way to get a guy downhill. There's just, there's other ways. Just kind of, like, zoom act, stuff like that. I think the the Middleton, Brandon Ingram projections, in terms of both of how those players play and, like, the roles that they play next to primary stars on their team, I think that's a fair... Um, that's a fair range to put him in. I think Mikael uh, Bridges with some on-ball juice is is a is a player comp, and if that if that's what you're getting as a no, top, he's not five, that good of a defender. He's not that good of a defender. He's, he, no, he's not. I think he has a potential to be that good. Okay. I think he could. I think he could be that level if he really, Tools you know, if he, if, yeah, if, I think he has the length for that. But yeah, I mean, if that's what you're getting at with the top five pick, that's a pretty that's a pretty good day on the job. What, what, you guys feel like about him being number three after like Wembenyama and Scoot Henderson? In terms of ranges, that's always tricky because these are actually like the first three prospects I've scouted. But I think if you're getting, I think I want someone that's again I'm a little bit lower on Miller, so I'd say I'd want someone that's a bit more safer, whose high end out high end bet is a bit more safer. So I'd be more comfortable like keeping it at the, at the Jarris Walker range personally, like five through eight ish. Yeah, I'm just looking at some of these names, though. Like, I don't really know who I would take over. Yeah. Like, have you like, guys looked at 
other names I've, I've heard around like three or four range, like Almond Thompson, Asar yeah. Thompson. And with, and with Almond Thompson, it's just like that jump shot is just not there. Um, so that's not even, you would say that's safe of bet. He, he gets into the rim and gets to the rim, gets to the paint. Like he can create like really, really good defender, super great, like elite, elite athlete. Um, I guess, I guess, yeah, I guess past like Wemby and Scoot, it's like, it's kind of, yeah, uh, kind of up in the air. Yeah. Yeah. Cam, Cam Whitmore from Villanova is the other guy that probably, you know, maybe, but I, I would take Brandon Miller personally. Yeah. I think Brandon Miller actually makes a lot of sense here. You guys want to move to Keontae George? Let's do it. Let's do it. Gavin, you want to give us a little little rundown of Keontae George as a player? Yeah, so um, played on, as as previously mentioned, uh, played on that IMG team with Jarese Walker. Um, super smooth, on-ball operator, you know, a true a true one, I would say. Um, I The thing that pops most, I mean, you, you make it a face at true one. I, I, I actually, as soon as I said that, I was like, eh, he's, he's kind of more like... Yeah, he's he's leaning more combo guard, but I think what sticks out most about him is is kind of his on ball shot creation. I mean, you know, being out of any sort of um, set, you know, he's very fluid, really shifty, beautiful looking jump shot, uh, really compact, gets it up in efficient manner. Um, you know, I think I think at this point the numbers understate how good of a shooter he is. I think he he kind of started a little slower and he's regressing or. He's um, progressing to the mean now, but I think he's a better shooter than his 36% from three indicates. Um, but yeah, you know, a guy a guy that can get you a bucket uh, for sure, like at, at any level, um, you know, really gets to a spot well, whether that's in the mid-range, has good feel coming out of the pick and roll in a lot of situations. So, you know, definitely, definitely raises the most eyebrows out of the three prospects we're talking about, out of Miller Walker and George, you know, he's kind of the one that there's a little less uh, certainty about at this point, but, you know, still a very dynamic offensive player uh, going into this pre-draft process. Yeah, out of, all these, out of all these players, I think he definitely creates his own shot the best. Definitely a very score-first guy. Like, he, he really does hunt his shot a lot. Um, also just like physically, like I think he's like, you know, he's not super explosive, but he's, a, he's kind of like a big body, like similar to like Jalen Suggs, I would say. Um, I don't know. For him though, I'm a little bit more on the skeptical side, I would say. Like, yes, he has all that on ball, like game, like step backs, pull ups, all of that. Like that's, that's really, that's really great. Like such a valuable thing to have. But I don't know if that, that stuff, like going back to this whole two on the ball thing, like, I don't know if he's able to generate two on the ball all the time um like maybe you know, maybe now that i think about it just like coming off the pick and roll um he might be able to get like two on the ball for like a second uh, but at the same time he's also like at baylor he just hasn't been really active off the ball like he's more like kind of always lifting from the corners lifting from the wings trying to like trying to get the ball create his own shot and that, those are bad habits that can kind of like be worked out of him um at the nba level it's just like it's like the big question like will his scoring be good enough for him to like that be his like main skill on the floor and keep him on the floor like that. Yeah, the, the count is definitely a dynamic scorer, and I agree with you. Like like the other two prospects, I don't think he's ever going to be someone that you can count on to be your number one scorer, number one offensive option. But there's a lot in his game that I think translates to him potentially being a high level secondary tertiary offensive player. You know, shooting first and foremost. You know, Gavin brought up a great point. Uh, how his numbers really undersell what kind of a, a shooter he is. And, he's a really you know, tough shot diet. 
He exactly. So he yeah, literally have the numbers pulled up right now. He shoots twenty eight percent on unguarded or unguarded catch and shoots. Excuse me, and forty six percent on unguarded catch and shoots. So he is a talented shooter that's just in a and just has a really tough shot diet right now. And so I think that in the at the NBA level when he's not relegated to being that number one uh, target on the scouting report, I think that part of his game will really shine and open up. You know, just speaking mechanically too. Again, I'm not. An expert in this regard but he always feels like he's a shot ready at all times he's always pretty balanced regardless of uh, what prior action he's taking whether it's coming off of the screen floating baseline he's a, he's always ready to shoot the ball and you know that's something that makes me confident in how he projects as a shooter i also think that like matthew mentioned he's not some explosive athlete but he is pretty crafty and decently quick and he can leverage that to get to the rim even though he hasn't been doing that at a high level in college, getting to them only 23% uh, of his shot diet. But he's someone that I think that, especially when you when you take away the primary responsibility, have him attack a tilted floor, that's when you can see that part of his game really shine. And yeah, I, I just think that overall, he's someone that is better playing off of the ball like he, uh, when he's not tasked with that number one responsibility. Uh, different aspects of his game really shine. Dude, I think this guy could be a really good defender. Just like look at him, just like yeah. physically, because um, he's like a bigger body, but at the same time, like I think he's like fast enough where he's gonna be able to keep up on the perimeter, um, and he's also small enough. You know, he can fight over screens. I think um, so. I, I and you know, he's not he's not a guy. I think that's gonna be a huge mismatch. Like if a guy tries to like post him up, that's bigger than him, just because I think he's strong enough. Um, so I, if his defense really hits, like this guy could be like a sneaky like oh we. Should have taken this guy higher because um, he's probably i think going to go like more of that 9 10 11 range i think in the lottery um, which i think is fair but if a team gets him to really like hone in on that defensive end like he's going to be really good there and then whatever he brings on offense like just with how dynamic of a scorer he is um that'll be you know that, that's gonna be a really really good two-way player right there but that goes to the thing just like situation like what team is he going to go is it gonna be a team that's going to spoon feed him shots or is a team that's going to want him Oh, we need you to play this role, guard, and then whenever you get your opportunity, go get some buckets. Like that's also just one of those situation type things. Like yeah. that might change his development. Yeah. Um, you know, what scares me is that when I watched him, he kind of reminds me of uh James Booknight, the guy, the the Yukon guy who was drafted to the Hornets. I mean, it was very similar coming out of college, just like absolute green light scorer like was getting buckets from all over the floor but didn't really like you know show anything significant like other than that like for pretty a little one-dimensional offensively and then you know defensively wasn't jumping off the charts either so then he kind of just you know fell by the wayside I think those those types of guys if you're not adding something else if you're not adding a connector ability then you kind of just connector you're, you're, ability well you know what I word. like well, I like like can what like no, but like in the connector role, like a, a, the ability of a connector. You making up your like, own language here? No, no, but like connectability is like okay, yeah, I guess it could be. We get what he's saying. We get what he's saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's just, you, you're 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 picking up what I'm putting down. But like <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of what Book Knight struggled with, and why he never really made an impact even after going lottery. So I mean, I just wonder what you guys' thoughts like like what. What separates him from just being another Johnny Davis or another, uh, you know, James Booknight? Like, I think those are 
that's what's that's what's kind of dragging Keontae George and you know maybe Nick Smith is the other guy from Arkansas. I feel like that kind of that kind of um, predicament is what's scaring NBA teams at this point. Yeah, the the combo guard archetype is always pretty tricky. Like you see guys, you know, across there, there's so many examples of guys that are so talented that haven't panned out. Like a, a guy that I've looked into is like Dion Waiters. Like I really think that he could have been something really. You know, he could have been a really effective player in that connector type role that you were talking about if he wasn't penciled in as a, a creator type. And so I think that honestly, like between all these cases, the cases that have panned out and the cases that haven't, I think that the skill set really wasn't the difference maker. Like for a lot of these, all these guys are really talented. I think what really separated them was one, I think mentality and two, development. I think like the the place that they get drafted into is really going to predicate like what kind of player they end up becoming. Like the type they it's like more specifically like the quality of the development program because you know there there are a lot of different ways that you can go, that this can go wrong. Like you mentioned, uh, but if again if a team gets him to buy if a team gets Keontae to buy into being someone that uh, you know is I guess like. More unwilling, to, more willing to give the ball up, more willing to play off the ball, uh, be someone that's attacking tilted floors rather than being the the guy that's taking all the shots. I think that again, like I mentioned before, his skill can really translate to being an effective complementary player. I'm just thinking about the way he scores versus like Book Knight versus Johnny Davis. Well, first off, Keontae George is is younger than than Johnny Davis is when Johnny Davis got drafted. Um, that's number one, but I also think like George's game compared to like book night is a lot more simple, a little more like pro style, like book night had a dance a lot more to create his separation. Whereas like George can like one dribble step back, you know, one dribble pull up, rise up over a guy. So he doesn't need like as much, like just ball handling leeway, I think to score. Um, he's also like, I noticed like his footwork and balance is just like really, really good. Like I like that uh, him as a, as a shot maker. I think he excels a little bit better than Davis and and book night in that area um and then also i I buy him like i think he's going to be if he gets in the right situation i think he's going to be like a really really good defender like on the ball like i think that potential is definitely there like there were some plays where he kind of like melted through screens because he's big enough where he can eat hits um at the Mm -hmm. same time he's fluid enough to where he can kind of get through those um so if he buys in on defense and i think his offensive game is simple enough to where like you know team you know kind of instills that like attack off the catch sort of mentality for him, like I think he's going to be a really just a pretty you know a pretty surefire pick, um, that versus like a book knight and, and Johnny Davis. Even though for those guys, you know, like they're still talented players, like they 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 definitely could like still be something. Especially Davis. I mean, this is still his first year in the league. He had he had a pretty good game though in the G League the other day. I think he had like 20, 20 something. Even twenty five. Yeah, I still believe in Johnny Davis, man. I, I think they both profile similarly. Uh, but yeah, I agree. Like the defense, I think is honestly what's I think that's really what separates. Keontae, come to, come to think about it, from a lot of the other guys in this archetype. Like, you think of 6'4 guard, there's, there's so many ways that they can be ineffective offensively, but if the defense is something that can be counted on every night, then that's a reason that these guys can play. And, you know, Keontae is definitely someone, like you mentioned, is he's not a small guard, but he's someone that can defend guards um, and, and hold his own in that regard. So uh, definitely a swing skill uh, for him. Yeah, no, I was kind of saying that to just play devil's advocate. I mean, I don't, I, I have realized more and more watching or following the draft than just seeing the development of guys that, you know, 
it's never you can't pencil Johnny Davis out at this point, even as atrocious as he's been as a as a top ten pick. I mean, it's just it's just too early on in his career to say that. That being said, you know, Washington Wizards is where promising careers go to die. So it's kind of tough to see a way out for him. But like, yeah. you know, it's just it's uh it's just something to be wary of. I think when I when I see Keontae George, I think a lot like I think he would really he would succeed in a role alongside a true one. I think of kind of like a CJ McCollum role, you know, or what Ant Simons has taken over for CJ McCollum in Portland alongside Dame. Um, you know, I don't know what teams will end up picking in the top uh, top ten that would be, you know, that kind of, you know, best fit for him or like who who they could potentially pair him with. You know, like I mean, you don't really want to you don't really want to put. Wizards speaking of the Wizards like you don't want to put him and Bradley Beal like I feel like that's kind of redundant so I don't know that's just food for thought as well yeah the um, mock draft I'm looking at right now that included like the teams on it just probably by like likelihood of record is the Washington Wizards like he's going nine to the Wizards so uh, speaking of no yeah that's kind of I mean wouldn't that wouldn't that just seem like you're just like that's I mean already for an offense that's not really generating a lot of movement or like you know creating a lot of advantages off of that like just seems like another way to stop that just that just seems like a place especially if Bradley Beal gets moved like he gets there they're gonna spoon feed him shots and then it's like that's probably not the best outcome even though like in the short term like it might feel the best for at least him like oh he's just like I'm the man like here but like yeah, I don't. I don't know about. I don't know about this. That. This mock draft, the Bleacher Report one, has him going to Toronto, which okay. um, ooh, I, I like that. I that could be intriguing. Yeah. I like that because I, I think next to Van Vliet, he can get to the rim a little more than Gary Trent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that actually a lot. And um, Toronto has that reputed development program. Yeah, they know, know where to go with their guys. So yeah, I, I, I like think he's going to be able to to defend too. Ooh, yeah, I like that fit a lot. Oh yeah. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Like, definitely, this guy is. I think Keontae is definitely like the riskiest, in my opinion, of these three, just depending on where he goes and how his development progresses. But if he hits, I can definitely see him as maybe an all-star level complimentary guy one day. Yeah, I see that. Maybe even, I mean, probably not like to the defensive caliber of Drew Holiday, but like similar sort of role, like bigger guard. You know, can play the one and the two. Um, oh, I had a point earlier because like. You, mm-hmm. Gavin brought up like Ant Simons, McCollum. Like, imagine like that type. I mean, he's just not as good as an offensive player, I think, as those two. Like, well, it's too early to say that. But yeah, it's definitely just too early def- to say. But yeah, those two kind of play. Yeah, those two players are drastically different. Like, CJ has, he, he's like a talented shot creator. Whereas, yeah, he just, just the craft and the skills off the chart. Simons is just like also just super quick twitch. Like, George is kind of more, he's not definitely not as athletic as Ant Simons, but he's also bigger than. Mm. CJ McCollum, but that also allows him to be the better defender, which makes him like, you know, maybe even a better fit next to Damian Lillard than like mm. those type of guys, even though like those two are def- probably, well, obviously right now better players, but maybe in the future too. Um, so that's, yeah. a, you know, interesting to think about. And he's also 19. Um, but yeah, with, with your whole point about risk, I mean, he's also going to be the guy out of this group that's probably going to get picked the lowest. Mm. Um, I mean, we could use this to kind of transition to rankings. I don't think these rankings are too difficult because I think these guys are all kind of different tiered already. I don't I don't know. Do we have a consensus? Ooh, you have a consensus I here? I mean, I would I'd say Miller, Walker, George. I think that's pretty I think that's pretty clear. I, 
Yosh. Or no. Or not. Or not very clear. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's, it's, hot, it's hot take time, I think. I, I Again, I'm higher on this guy. So I think Jairus Walker is my number one of these three. So you would take Jairus Walker number three overall after Scoot Henderson? Oh, no, 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 no. I mean, I don't know about the other prospects. I, okay. If these three were on my board and, you know, ignoring fit, ignoring all that, okay. I, I'd take Jairus Walker. I think that he's... I just feel like he's the safest out of these guys. With all these guys being like projecting to be complimentary players, I think Jairus Walker is the safest bet. But from there, I'd go. Yeah, these two are tough. But um, again, I, I'm a bit lower on Brandon Miller. I wanted to prove me wrong again because of the strength. I think I, I yeah, I think you're gonna have it last. <laughs> wow. But I'm splitting hairs between him and Keontae George. Yeah, I'm. I have this exact same as Gavin Miller, Walker, George. See, like, I, just, I just think you, yeah. you you can't put enough value on a a, a wing who can shoot forty three percent. Yeah, it, it just my thing is like Brand, off, Brandon Miller out of ball. Brandon Miller out of all these guys has the most high end like skill set. Like his shooting is as a skill is better than what Walker or George can do. I agree, but I think the other two guys like their base level skills are also just better, just because like I think. Strength is, I think that's it's super important for a wing, and you know I'm not just saying this. I think I watching the playoffs last year, like it was it was with strong wings that really won out on both ends of the floor. Um, so I don't know. I think like I agree. Like he's a talented shooter, Sean Maker. And he could even you you would convince me on some of the off the dribble stuff, Matt. But I don't know. I think uh, if he uh, again, like I don't know how like development works, like physical development. So. If he can add strength, then that dramatically changes what he is. But I think the stature just just docks him down a little bit for me. I feel like I love that. that can be developed. And I think just his aggression. Like, he doesn't shy away from contact. Like, he'll compete physically. And I think that, like, mm. that plus, like, the marginal amount of strength he's going to be able to put on is going gonna, is gonna to make – he's going to be all right. Um, and then, yeah, with okay. the shooting. Like, that's just – I really buy that. Um, okay. So, wait, hold on. Let me, let me pose this question to you. Because uh, – I, I think it's it's my perspective is best understood when I bring up examples. Uh, do you think that Brandon Miller is going to project to be any better than, or significantly better than Mikael Bridges offensively? Yes, like yes, that. yes. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Okay. All right. Like way way better shooter, just like way more versatile of a shot. Um, can really get to a step back. He's I think he's I have to use like the cliche, but he's way more of a bag in my opinion. And I know people are skeptical about his handle. Like they, they think like he's like, oh, like lower body, like isn't great, and it's not the best. Um, but I think that's something that could be worked on. Also, just he's so big that it might not matter, and he's such a good shooter that he might just make okay. it work, even though like it's not like the most ideal um, setup. Mm-hmm. I think he can just make it work. But yeah, he's definitely levels above Mikael Bridges as an offensive player. Okay. Who knows though? Hey, Mikael Bridges might become like. A, Star offensive player. <laughs> I mean, we've been saying that for years. <laughs> running the same, I, I think running the same. I think it breaks him account for who he is is what 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 people should get to because he is he's really good in that role. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Your opinion still stays the same. You have Miller last, Walker first, George second. <sighs> I think so, man. I think. Wow. Yeah. We can't have one beyond yeah. our podcast about some sort of ranking controversy. We need controversy. That's that's what makes it great. Yeah. Of course. What, what do you what do you guys think? Like I just thought of this. Like Brandon Miller, like like is he kind of like Michael Porter? Kind of? No. Michael Porter is more like well, I, 
Also, I didn't watch that much Michael Porter Jr. Well, I mean, he didn't play that much in college. He played like no games in college. Yeah, he didn't play. No, I'm I mean, not talking. Nice. Yeah, not about college. Like it, how he would like look in the NBA. Mil- Ooh. Porter's, Porter's even more like I'm just gonna shoot in your face. You know, like he's just gonna rise up and just shoot over you. Miller at least. Is, I like, feel like that's kind of what Brandon Miller is at this point. I mean, mo- more off the. G- I mean, more off the maybe, dribble I don't stuff. Know. But like, Steve Miller, can, the I Michael Porter green, the Michael Porter green light edits are so funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like he gets the ball it's like it's going up there's no doubt it's just a splash he's shooting like 15 be... threes a game it's you guys so think funny brandon miller can be like that level of a shooter one day michael porter but he's an anomaly though to be fair like he might be like one of the five best shooters in the if league miller, if, not miller, if michael porter jr didn't have back problems like that guy would be an all-star i agree 100 yeah. percent. maybe um, yeah yeah what is yeah michael porter jr is such an anomaly like yeah, now that I think yeah, about yeah. it. But Miller, Miller's a little different. Like, Miller gets downhill more, in my opinion. Like, he, he, okay. he yeah, no, he's, he's Jr. leans more towards, like, the movement shooter type of player. Miller, I think, has, brings a little more than that. And he's, and he's, and okay. Miller's less set on, like, on just pulling it immediately. Like, he'll, he'll probe yeah. a little more. Yeah. Yeah. You, you can okay. tell when the ball is coming to Michael Porter Jr., his, his shot prep. He's like, not even thinking know, twice. You know, it's going up no matter the contest. Like, it does not matter at all. The guy could be, I, I love the one. I love the ones, it's like a long skip pass, and he gets it in the corner, and he'll kind of do like a couple head fakes and just like throw it straight up. Like, oh no. Like, like acting like he wasn't going to shoot it, and then he just, exactly just pulls it. <laughs> You'd see that, he like, he kind of like jab, jab, and well, then If it's like a boom. skip pass, he'll let the ball bounce in front of him, and he like, you see him yeah. like measuring a shot as he catches it, and he's going up. He's <laughs> going up, he ultimate green light. Oh it's ultimate green light. It's so fun to watch, though. Fun fact, the thing is, my, my yeah. high school assistant coach said he worked, he used to work out with uh, Michael Porter Jr. Or worked him out, like was his trainer, shooting trainer. Ooh, wow. Yeah. That's big shout out, hey, shout out Coach B. Shout out Coach shout B. Out coach B. B. <laughs> coach B. Yeah. Shout out him. That guy got my shot. Thing is like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, whatever you say. <laughs> whatever you Still say. Broke. Still broke. All right. No, no yeah. further comment. <laughs> I'll, let, I'll let the game speak for itself. Oh my God! Don't make me dig through the footage and find these clips of me just. Dude, there's, there's already you're already viral. Like I'm spinning you in circles. We're kind of beating this joke into the ground. Like yeah, the people just need to know, like, like who who won, who lost. Yeah, I won. Well, I mean, hey, the, well, one day we're gonna have to. One day the clip of me like stepping through Matt, like that clip has to resurface one day. That was that's like the, that's like get, the nastiest was, move I've ever made in my life. <laughs> Do we get a clip of that? No, but yeah, yeah, because you don't yeah, want to. Like, but you were scared. You you were scared, Gavin. You didn't want you don't want me to. No, show no, no. I just didn't want to hurt. I didn't want to hurt your feelings. You know, Dude, you guys got cooked in King of the Court. Oh my gosh, I got tired. My knee, my knee was hurting. Oh. Okay. Anyway, anyway, let's right, let's, let's wrap, wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Yeah, um, yeah nothing more to add. We we rank these guys right, so we're good. All good prospects. Yeah. yeah, all good prospects. I think. Wow, I can't believe you had Miller last. Though. That's wild. <laughs> Might yeah, be that's crazy. Honestly, but I gotta stand by my thought. That's gonna be the title. Basketball has Brandon Miller last. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like clickbait. Yash is just like click yeah. like, like the the what's it called the thumbnail like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, let's wrap it up here. Um, yeah. Thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Arc podcast. Um, give us a follow on whatever streaming platform you're listening on. 
um, and also give the Beyond the Arc podcast account a follow as well. Thank you for listening.